is that we are redeemed. Also, I celebrate because this will likely be my final regular time of leading singing, and I'm so happy. <laughs> so next week, you'll have a new guy, and we'll see how that, it's wonderful, it's wonderful. So let's all stand as we sing Redeemed. thank you that we have been bought back. Father, we thank you that we have been reconnected to you through the complete and finished work of Christ Jesus on Calvary's cross. Father, we thank you for the blood that was spilled. We thank you for that life eternal that we have the assurance of this very moment. 
because of what Christ accomplished for us on Calvary's cross. Father, we rejoice in that and how we love to sing about being redeemed. Now, Father, we pray that you'll take charge of this worship service because, Father, that's why we've gathered together is to worship you, to adore you, and to praise you. And we just pray that you will be glorified by our worship, that you will be exalted by our praise this morning. Father, we pray for Brother Denny as he comes and, and sings and, and presents the truth of your word to us. Father, we just pray your blessings on Denny as he sings and, and use him in a mighty way. Father, how I pray this morning, if there's anyone here that's never by faith trusted Christ as Savior, that this will be the day that they will get that, that, that important issue settled. Now, Father, we thank you for loving us. We thank you for saving us. We thank you for your amazing grace. And we pray these things in Christ's holy and most precious name. Amen. You may be seated. It is good to see each one of you here this morning. We praise God that you've come to worship with us. As Neil uh, mentioned a while ago, uh, next week we're going to have uh, uh, a new face up here leading the, the singing. Uh, he didn't mention who it was. Uh, it's going to be Tom Dressel. No, I'm just... I, no. I, I just wanted to see the expression on Tom's face when I mentioned his name. Uh, it could be Tom, but it won't be. It's going to be Brett Hendricks. Brett has come forward and said he would like to lead the music. And so he had to be gone on a trip. I think he had to go out to Colorado this, uh, this week. But he will, uh, he'll be here next week, and he'll be leading in our worship. Uh, he's going to be calling and asking uh, many of you to sing specials and duets and solos and all sorts of stuff and so we're excited about uh, Brett going to be working with Pat and Jill uh, and, and worship and so we're excited about Brett coming and, and being willing to do that. Other announcements we want to bring to your attention our midweek uh, Bible study and prayer meeting uh, this Wednesday at 6.30 and I encourage you to come and, and join us for that. Uh, you can join us on Zoom also. The number there is in your bulletin. Uh, our Christmas cantata practice this afternoon right after uh, worship service. And I'll, I'll mention that. Let me mention the, in, encourage you to read again the, the last part of in your bulletin under benediction. Uh, we, we talk about the, the fragrances and, and all that Jill has a really tough time with. And so if you will uh, do Jill a favor uh, I know she would, she would appreciate that. Um, on the back of your bulletin, you see where we have listed our different uh, podcasts and how you can access that now. And so if you'd like to, like to take advantage of that, I think, that, I don't know how many sermons uh, are on, on podcasts, but there's a bunch of them. And I encourage you to uh, uh, somehow get into that and, and, and listen to, to those sermons. Uh, Thanksgiving dinner is set for next Sunday. I think there's a board out there in the back that you can write down what you're going to be bringing so we make sure we have a, a kind of across the board different things from desserts to vegetables. The church is going to be supplying the, the meat, the turkey, so we're looking forward to that. Also remember, next Sunday is the day that we do what? Fall back. We fall back. So you get an extra hour sleep uh, next, next week. And then also next Friday night 
is a, a event here for the kids and, and any adult that would like to, to join them. It's going to be here at 6.30. There's going to be a movie and all sorts of fun, fun things for the kids. Uh, any other announcements? Seems like there's one that I'm missing. Usually is. Huh? It's, it's a movie night. Yeah, that's on the that's on the twelfth. That's a movie night, or treats and a movie, and uh, family members are invited to attend also, and pray for one another. Let's be lifting one another up. Our cantata is going to be December the twelfth at six o'clock here at the at the church, and there's going to be refreshments and 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 all afterwards. So it's going to be a great time. Most of us here know Denny Blankenship. Denny has been uh, part of our congregation for years and years and years. He was our song leader here, and uh, Denny is over in, in Alton, Illinois. And uh, uh, we've been after Denny for quite some time to come and, and, and sing for us and put on sort of a mini concert. He is a dear brother, and I'm telling you, I, I love this man. I appreciate him. I praise God for his faithfulness. Uh, for his understanding of the word, rightly divided. He's taught Sunday school here. He was a man that I could ask to preach if, uh, if I were going to be gone. So he is just a dear brother, and, and we love him and appreciate him. And so he and I have been talking about uh, him coming back and, and, and singing for us, and he's going to do that this morning. He's going to come and, and just bless our hearts in song. I was listening to him practice earlier, and the other thing I like about Denny singing is he sings the songs that I know and love. Uh, not that he'd want me singing with him, but I know and love these songs, and I just praise God for Denny. So he's going to come, and he is going to sing for us, and then when uh, he's done, then I will uh, come and preach, and then after that, uh, we'll be taking the, the offering. So the offering is going to be the last thing today. So Denny, brother, you come and just share with us what God has laid on your heart in song this morning. Thank you, brother, for the kind words. I want you to preach my funeral, so I'm going to go, I'm going to go before you. <clears throat> That's okay. That's, we're good. I think we're good. Yeah, thank you. I always love to come here and be with my brothers and sisters in St. Louis Bible Fellowship, and so it's really good to see you and, and, and to be with you. And uh, <clears throat> I tell you, I'm going to have to uh, ignore some of the requests, though, and sing anyway. I, uh, you know, I, uh, I drive a truck, and uh, lately it's been uh, more wonderful, or it's not really wonderful, but more better than it, it normally is, because uh, the leaves are changing. And I was down this week in southern Indiana, and uh, it, was really, it was really so pretty. And I can't help but think of, uh, of our God, our Lord Jesus Christ, and of course God the Father, work through the sun to create everything that we we know about and uh, you see those beautiful trees and so many colors and uh, it's just exciting and I just I enjoy that so much I love October <clears throat> but you know I also see as I pass along I see a lot of graveyards I have to be honest I see those things and what that reminds me of is that God's honest and that Satan is a liar. You know, if you, as you read in the scriptures, and I'm glad to see those sometimes because it reminds me of the truthfulness of God. 
Because we know in the early in the early part of Genesis, God said, you know, if you sin, you're going to die. And uh, Satan came along, of course, and said, you won't die. Whenever I see a graveyard, it always reminds me that God tells the truth and that Satan doesn't. He's a liar. We have a redeemer. I'm so thankful for that. And that redeemer is the same one that made everything. I'd like us to think a little bit and sing a little bit about the three stages of redemption. We've talked about redemption. And you find these things and numerous times in the scriptures, you find salvation, sanctification, and glorification mentioned together. And uh, I like to think of, uh, maybe think of these three things with me, relationship, shaping, and service. God has saved us to bring us into a relationship. And when we're in that relationship, he's gonna shape us and prepare us for service. Service here, but probably even more in the future when we reign with him. When I was uh, uh, much younger, maybe, uh, I think that's about 25, maybe 10 or so years ago, <laughs> and uh, I went to a Bible, Bible school. My, the church wanted to send me there. And I wasn't there very long until one of the professors was, uh, I remember exactly where I was sitting, I remember that day, and he said, Christianity is not a religion, it's a relationship. And I've thought about that through the years and tried to develop a relationship or want my relationship to develop and we're never satisfied, I don't think, until we get to heaven. But uh, if you think of a, a religion or a philosophy, you know, you're by yourself. And if you're going to try to live up to that philosophy or live up to that religion, you know, well, good luck. But you think if you're in a relationship, somebody's, you're not alone. Somebody's in there with you. And if that person is a good person, if they're kind, if they're smart, if they're wise, if they're strong, even if they're God, you're in pretty good shape. Because we need somebody, we need, we need that relationship. And God offers us to lead us, to guide us, to direct us, to protect us, to love us, until death comes, and even then, we'll be in a closer relationship with him. So, uh, it's just, it's just a wonderful, we can face our fears. We can step out and do what God, we think God wants us to do and know that he's there with us. And we can, and, he'll, and I, my experience is, he's always saw me through. Pat. <clears throat> So let the storms rage. 
courage high, the dark clouds rise, for they don't bother me, for I'm sheltered safe within the arms of God. He walks with me, and naught on earth can sever. For I'm sheltered in the arms of God. I await the sound, the trump from heaven's portals. Come home, my child, it's the last mile you must trot. I'll hear that call and enter God's rich heaven. Sheltered safe within the arms of God. So let the storms rage high, the dark clouds rise, for they don't bother me, for I'm sheltered safe within the arms of God. He walks with me, and naught on earth can sever. For I'm sheltered in the arms of God. Yes, I'm sheltered in the arms of God. Well, thank you. In this relationship we have with the Lord, he is preparing us for service here, service later, and uh, he will lead us to all kinds of people in all kinds of circumstances, and some of those will be troubling and sometimes will enter tribulation. I've talked with just some of you here uh, this morning and several people of having some real physical problems, and that's part of our lot because of sin, but it's part of our lot also because God allows it to be. And God doesn't waste any time. He doesn't waste any, any effort. Some of those things God allows in our life to, to shape us, to develop our relationship with him and also shape us for the future. So never let Satan tell you you're being judged or that God doesn't love you. What he does is not punitive, it's instructive in love. And we always remember that because we don't know what we're gonna go through. I gotta get dressed here. Pain's too much to bear, I cried, 
as the anguish seemed to grow. The pain just seemed to multiply. Does my Savior really know? Am I some special circumstance? How could this be the Lord? Is this his plan for me today? Has God let down his guard? Trust in me, my child. This is how faith grows. Vine dressers never closer to the vine than when he is pruning for the rose. Trust in me, my child. I'm the one who knows. And though my ways seem hard at times, this is how faith grows, for he is good and he is kind, though his ways cause me surprise, for only tribulation bends my head to us. Trust in me, my child. This is how faith grows. The vine dressers never closer to the vine than when he is pruning for the rose. Trust in me, my child. I'm the God who knows. Though my ways seem hard at times, this is how faith grows. This is how faith grows. So we must be like Job, who said, though he slay me, let I trust him. You don't know what you're going to go through, but the Lord's going to go through it with you. <clears throat> that speaks of sanctification. We talked about, tried to sing about salvation and sanctification. And then I wanted to sing a song about exaltation. Because God has exalted the believer to a place almost beyond belief. I really think that uh, sometimes when we don't rightly divide the word the truth, we end up confusing the gospel and we also end up confusing the hope that we have, the heavenly hope to live and reign with the Lord someday. And, uh, you know, to stop and think, really and truly, God owes us nothing. You know, we live in a, 
you know, live in a an age when people think the government or somebody, everybody owes them something, but it's not so. And God really, really owes us nothing, but he's really given us everything. And when you think of grace, you think of, uh, you realize that grace is not a display with the angels. Well, the angels are learning from the body of Christ into the exalted position that God is, is bringing us to. Angels, you realize angels, the myriads of angels, have never experienced grace. They've experienced God's justice, God's love, his care, but God hasn't redeemed the angels, and they don't know what grace is. But they're watching God gracefully save a disobedient and foreign people. And that's us, and it's just a, I think they, they stand with their mouths open in awe at what God is doing in redeeming mankind, saving. And what seems even more to me is God not only is saving us, but he's shaping us that we can reign with him in heaven in an exalted position in heaven where his body, when redemption is full, Satan will be expelled and Christ is gonna take back his rightful heir to all things and he'll reign and we, the, the, just the epitome of grace is that he has selected us and we will reign with him. We're his body. You know, we'll judge angels. It's, it's too much. Do you, you ever think that uh, you, think things, you think things in your head, but uh, have you ever planned anything in your head you haven't done with, with your body? You use your body, really, to do what your thinking is. Well, we're, 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 that body is an analogy, but God will use us. We will administrate the affairs of the universe for the Lord. And that's what I truly believe as I study scripture. We, he will exalt us, not only save us, we're not gonna sit on a cloud when we're in heaven, but exalt into that high position of reigning with him. We couldn't do it now. He's gonna have to give us a new body and a, and a better mind for what we'll need, but he is gonna, he's gonna do that and when the, redemption, when the redemption is complete. A lot of our music is about salvation and sanctification, but not much is about exaltation. And I think it's because it's not really understood in, in a, a lot of places. judge 
destined for the sky. The Jew has earthly glory, the Gentile shares that too. But God has a higher calling reserved for me and you. Co-heirs with the Master, secure and spirit-led. Raised to sit with Him on high, our glorious share his glory will reign with him on high we're destined we will judge the angels we're destined for the Redeemer, praise the Lord, and uh, that Redeemer is going to reign someday. We'll reign with Him, and hopefully, knowing what we have, knowing we have this relationship, we can just uh, honor Him while we're here. We're not going to be here long, even if we're young. Time goes quick, and uh, but uh, we're ambassadors for Christ. Pray to be used of the Lord for a dying world. Look forward to being with him. And uh, it's just amazing. Who taught the sun where to stand in the morning? Who showed the ocean can only come this far. Who's told the moon where to hide till evening? Whose words alone can catch a falling star? The very same God who spins things in orbit. He runs to the weary, the worn and the weak. And the same gentle hands that hold me when I'm broken, they conquered death to bring me victory. Well, I know my I know my Redeemer lives. All creation testifies this life within me cries. And I know my Redeemer lives. He died to take away my shame. 
and he lives forever I'll proclaim the payment for my sin was the precious life he gave but now he's alive and there's an empty grave well I know my Yes, I know my Redeemer lives. All creation testifies. This life within me cries. And I know my Redeemer lives. Yes, I know my Redeemer Thanks for listening to me. Let me sing. My intent was for him to have the whole entire service. You know, Denny, just sing your songs and, and speak in between and, and just minister to us in, in that fashion. And to tell you the kind of man Denny Blankenship is, uh, he said, no, brother, you need to preach. The Word of God is much more important than his singing, or than my singing. And you know what? You can't argue. You can't argue because the Word of God uh, is the most important aspect of, of the worship service. And, and we praise God that we can, that we can stand and, and bring forth God's precious word. But I got to tell you, I could have sat there and listened to him sing a few more songs. Couldn't you? Yeah. Benny, thank you, brother. But that's, that's the kind of man that, that Denny is. And I praise God for him and, and appreciate him and pray for his ministry and, and for his work there in, in Illinois. Well, good morning to you in Maranatha. <laughs> Our Lord comes. And the reason that we can get excited about our Lord coming is because we're redeemed. We have been bought back. We have been purchased. and Purchased by the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, as you can tell, the theme of today's service is, is redemption. Actually, that ought to be the theme of every service. Amen? There should never be a, a sermon. There should never be a song service. There should never be any time when the theme of that worship service is not the redemption that God offers to all who place their faith and their trust in Him. Matter of fact, when we talk about redemption, that is the reason we serve. Amen? That we have been bought with a price. That heaven 
not hell, is our future. That's a reason to serve. I'm not going to go to hell. There's no doubt in my mind that my redemption has been purchased, that heaven is my home, that I am headed there, not because I'm good, not because for anything that I do, but because of what Christ has done on my behalf. And one of those things is to buy me back. The definition of redemption is the action of regaining or gaining possession of something that was lost. Gaining something in payment, the exchange of clearing a debt. I love the word redeemed. I love the word redemption. To me, that's just, a, that's just a beautiful word, redemption. God's word tells us in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 13 and 14, that we are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise until the day of redemption, in whom you also trusted after that you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that you believed you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Romans chapter 8, verse 23. Romans 8, 23. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves, grown within ourselves, waiting for the adoption, that is, the redemption of our body. Now this is talking about the rapture. This is talking about that which we have been assured of, that this corruptible, that this body that has been tainted by sin, that we are in the flesh, that one day this body is going to be made incorruptible. This corruption, this corruptible is going to be made incorruptible. This mortal is going to put on immortality. When the rapture takes place, that this body, even our body, that which is destined, that, that which is corruptible is going to be changed and we are going, or even this frail body is going to experience that redemption. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed until the day of redemption. Again, that's talking about that, that rapture. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 15, just to make sure that we're clear on this. Look at 1 Corinthians 15, starting with verse 51. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. I've got to tell you, I'm ready for that change. You ready for that change? In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality, not by any work of our own, but because of the precious work, the finished work, the complete work of the Lord Jesus Christ on Calvary's cross. That's what it's talking about, that we are sealed until the day that all this transpires. We are sealed into the day of redemption. What a, what a beautiful word 
redemption is. Now, Denny, in his, his uh, service and his singing and his ministry to us this morning, uh, pointed out several things about redemption. All this included in redemption is the salvation that we enjoy, the fact that we have been made new creations. We need to understand that our salvation is more than just being rescued from hell. It's more than just being rescued from the penalty of sin. Our salvation tells us that God has made us new creation. Our complete standing before a holy, righteous God changes completely when we, by faith, believe in Christ, we become a new creation. Our, changing, our change before Him is complete. We are in Christ. So when we talk about salvation, it's not just a, we're not going to hell. Our complete standing before Christ changes. And I am made, you are made a new creation. And all the things that Denny was talking about all ago, as far as reigning with Christ, serving with Christ, all of that is an aspect of that salvation brought about due to what Christ suffered on Calvary's cross. How glorious, how wonderful that is. So part of our redemption is that salvation. Part of that redemption is our sanctification. Do you realize when you by faith trusted Christ that God set you apart for His service? That you are made, you were made holy? That's what sanctification is. You were made holy. Not by effort of your own, but that is another work of God in your life. Your justification is a work of God. Your sanctification is a work of God. Then he talked about being exalted in the heavenlies. The scripture talks about that being a glorification. What's interesting is Romans 8.30 talks about he that justified us also has glorified us. He that justified, he that declared you righteous also glorifies you. That's not a future thing. You need to understand. You need to realize what your position is this very moment in the heavenlies. From as far as God's concerned, you have been seated with Christ in the heavenlies. Ephesians 2, 6, that is your position. Seated with Christ in the heavenlies. In the mind of God, you have been glorified in Christ this very moment. It is not a hope so. It is not a maybe. It's not a wait and see. You are there this very moment in Christ. Where is Christ? He is seated at the right hand of the Father. You are part of the body of Christ. Do you understand that glorious identification that we have in Christ? That perfect salvation. As a matter of fact, in Romans 8, 30, where it talks about he who, he who justifies us also glorifies us. Verse 31. I love what verse 31 tells us because of what verse 30 tells us. It says, who can be against us then? If God has justified us, He has glorified us, who can be against us? We need to wrap our minds around that truth of who we are in Christ because of that redemption that is in Him. Because He purchased us back at an enormous cost. 
It should cause us to go to our knees in gratitude and appreciation. It gives us reason to serve when we stop and think about the enormous, the enormous length that God went to win us back, to redeem us to Himself. You know, I lived at a good time in the history. Yeah, I mean, it was in the late, well, 50s and the 60s, and when I was a kid, um, a lot of good things took place then. One of the things that I always looked forward to, and I think one of the reasons that the whole concept of redemption I understood at an early age. I understood what redemption was all about because there in Montgomery, Alabama, we had redemption centers. How many of you remember redemption centers? Uh, There's just a few of us. (laughs) Yeah. Redemption centers. Anybody ever collect S&H green stamps? Yeah, there you go. Okay. So what did you do with those S&H green stamps? There you go. There's an S&H green stamp. What did you do with those S&H green stamps? You put them in a book, and you took them to a redemption center. You would take those yucky things that people had slobbered on and, and put in a book, and you collected them. You put them in a book like that. Or No, that, that, what that is is what my mama would sit down on the couch with us, and we'd go through that, and I'm sure most of the Christmases that we enjoyed, the toys came from S&H Green Stamps because she collected them. It seemed like every Sunday night we were sitting down, that's one of the books, and she would slobber over all those books, and she would, she'd, she could hardly talk by the time she put them all in this book. But then we'd take this book, a whole bunch of books, I've forgotten now what the book was worth, I think it was like only two bucks. But you could take it to a redemption center. That, there it is. There's a redemption center. And it was the most exciting. It was the most fun thing. I got to run in through the, the halls of that or the, the aisles of that. And we, should, we would take those stack of, of redemption books. And it would just about take a train load of them just to, to get a coffee pot. But that didn't matter. It was, it was, a, it was a, a, a customer loyalty program. And you'd buy groceries and when they would say, do you collect S&H green stamps? Oh, yeah, my mama collected them. So on Sunday evening, while we were watching Bonanza or Gunsmoke or something, you know, she was there putting those things in the book, and we'd watch it. And you'd go to this redemption center. So that word was always a pretty nice word to me. It always was meaningful. So when somebody finally shared with me the truth of the gospel, the good news that God was offering redemption, it was easy for me to say, yeah, man, I'm exchanging something for something glorious, for something wonderful. And by faith, I trusted Christ as my Savior. That program ran from the 1930s to about the 1970s. from household goods to toys. You could even get rocking chairs. You could get furniture at these places. But the excitement of that and what those places offered 
can't begin to compare with what God offers us in way of redemption. It has nothing to do with SNH or plaid or yellow stamps. They had a whole bunch of them. Look at 1 Peter chapter 1. 1 Peter chapter 1. Verses 18 and 19. First Peter 1, 18, For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. The precious blood of Christ Jesus. Galatians chapter 3. Oh, it just gets so much better, folks. Look at Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. Christ has redeemed us, bought us back, purchased us back. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. Look at Titus, chapter 2. Titus, chapter 2, verse 14. Who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity. How much iniquity? How much sin? All iniquity. From all iniquity and purifying to himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. Psalm 49. I, I encourage you to read all of, all of Psalm 49. Such an interesting psalm. It talks about how death comes to all. That if you're rich, your riches aren't going to buy your salvation. Death's still going to come to you. Uh, it, it uses the phrase in Psalm 49, it talks about how death feeds on us all. It's kind of morbid, but true. Death feeds on us all. Psalm 49 talks about that death. But look at verse 8. Psalm 49, verse 8. For the redemption of their soul is precious, and it ceases forever. Look at verse 15. But God will redeem my soul from the power of the grave, for he shall receive me. Selah. So be it. Amen. Redemption needs to be important to us, folks, because it's important to God. It's so important to God to redeem you back to Himself that He went to the extreme measures to buy us back. And we get to tell people. We get to tell people that Jesus Christ redeems. We get to tell people about this wonderful, glorious,